Hi, and thanks for joining us for another episode of Enlightened Conversations. Each week, we invite guests to share their views on the world, work, and their personal lives in an enlightened way. Our hosts have been chosen especially to role model just how we do an enlightened conversation. This episode of Enlightened Conversations is hosted and produced by Michelle Lightworker and sponsored by the Lightworker Foundation. Hi everyone, it's Michelle Lightworker here and welcome to episode 10 of Enlightened Conversations. I feel really blessed to have Raul Estevez joining me for a second time this season. When I first actually was planning to do Enlightened Conversations, I thought I'd be rolling them out one a week over a period of weeks. Spirit had other things in mind and I ended up being told that this had to be done all in one go and pre-recorded. So my good friend and someone who I feel I'm 100% in resonance with, Raul Estevez, is, has been chosen by Spirit for being on the show twice. Now, I think that there's something very significant about this. Um, just before we started recording, we were talking about it. So for you um, listening today, I'm sure there's going to be a lot of gold nuggets for you taking out of this. And without further ado, I'd like to introduce Raul to you so that you actually know who this amazing being is. Raul has more than 25 years experience as an international educator, psychic healer and angelic messenger offering guidance, healing and mentorship worldwide. He is the author of his first book, My Angels Connections, and soon to be released, My Little Angels Talk to Me. Everything Raul does is guided with the best intentions. He has an absolute passion for helping people and he offers clear guidance from the heart. I get goosies every time I introduce Raul. Hello, Raul. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much, Michelle, for inviting me. And truly, I am grateful and really privileged to be invited for a second time. Um, although this is pre-recorded, I just want to say Happy New Year. Um, by the time <laughs> that we actually see this, it will be 2017. So Happy New Year, everybody. I know. Happy New Year, everybody. And I know oh, this morning when I was jogging along, I was thinking, okay, people are going to be seeing this in 2017. Um, what do we want to say them? And the messages that came through for me was, how's your 2017 going so far? Do you feel like you're actually in the groove? Are you doing what you need to be doing? Are you on your trajectory that you want to go this year? Have you, has it all just been too fast for you to even set those goals? Um, Cause for me, it's about like, um, you know, we, I always find I go into the, into the year with goals in mind, but then I always surpass them in the year. And I look back and go, Holy cow, those, you know, like, <laughs> I had an open mind because yes. I didn't have any of those goals on my list and look at all the things that have happened. Um, to me, something that is important, particularly with people that they do new, new year resolutions or setting up goals, I usually say, and that's something that works for me particularly, um, perhaps have a big goal, but set little individual goals that you can actually achieve them simply and you can actually celebrate each individual goal because when you subdivide the amazing goal that you have for the year into little chunks it's so much easier to achieve and to actually feel like you are doing something special yeah absolutely 
Um, I, I have this little thing that I've done every year and it's usually, it is actually usually on like New Year's Eve, but usually during the day or in the morning, um, like morning tea or what have you, my husband and I, we go and talk about, like we review the year, you know? I mean, we do have mini reviews every week on a Friday um, afternoon. Um, we talk about our week and that, but this is like different, but same. Um, we actually talk about the year and we actually look back and we go, okay, so what things did we want to achieve during the year and what do we want? And then we go, how do we go with that? And then we go, what else happened extra on top of that? Wow. And then where do we want to go? What do we want to do um, in 2017 or 18, whenever the year is? We go, you know, family, health, um, work, uh, special little things like you were talking about, like specific things like getting a motorbike license or whatever, whatever it is. You know? um, and it's, it's a lovely, it's a lovely sort of snapshot in time because often the year goes really fast, mm. speeds along. And then we, you know what, we, we, we forget to even acknowledge what we've accomplished. You know what I'm saying? Like, yes. you know, our, our enlightenment and, and everything that we've learned, like if we even look back and take a moment two months ago, I'm sure we've come a long way, like in two months. And so it's, it's great, isn't it, to have those little rituals where you acknowledge where you want to go, but how far you've come, yeah? The idea of um, celebrating truly the individual goal, the tiny goal achievement. <clears throat> some people watching and perhaps some young people that they're going to university and for them, the final celebration, and I relate to that, the final celebration is graduation. But let me tell you, acknowledge every little success that it got you to graduation. Acknowledge every assignment that you pass, every exam that you pass. And and do something special, go out for an ice cream or have a lovely coffee or whatever it may be, but just celebrate it because don't only think of a big achievement, all of those little ones got you to the big one. And, and sometimes we forget the little ones. And this past year to me has been a, a roller coaster ride of achieving great things, but also um, emotionally and physically going through through a lot of trials that sometimes you think, oh really, how much else am I gonna be able to take? And nothing that the creator of the spirit saying to you, you're not gonna be able to cope with it. But at that time, you just feel like I cannot deal with it anymore. And I usually say to people, like I did seek out professional help. I, I'm still suffering from PTSD, from something that happened to me a couple of years ago where my life was actually put in danger. And that consumed me for a while and still plays a part into what I do, but I'm working with my psychologists and my doctors and every specialist available to try and, to try and live a normal life as I can, acknowledging that it was what it was <clears throat> and now trying to move forward. <clears throat> Believe me when I'm saying that sometimes uh, when we suffer from a mental illness, people don't tend to realize because you smile. And I tend to smile daily, but don't confuse my smile with everything's going okay. Um, it's not like a broken arm that you set it and then in about six weeks, it will be fine again. People don't see um, what's actually going through in your mind, within your brain. And, and it's important to acknowledge that although we're going through those, I still manage to, um, 
to publish my book, which I love it. And, and it's, it's one of my little treasures. It's one of my little goals that inspired me to keep going. And my angel connection was actually written at a dark time when I was actually looking for my inner light to bring it out once again. And this was the vehicle. And I'm forever grateful to the angels, uh, to Archangel Raphael that is behind me, that it always looks after me and it sends me to the correct practitioners, whether it's alternative medicine or whether it's the Western medicine or Chinese medicine, I'll follow the advice and I'll follow the guidance. Um, to people that they listen to it, I've, I've been through many things and sometimes you go to the bottom of the pit and you feel sorry for yourself. And there's nothing wrong with that. Please don't think that you just have to dust yourself off and come up again if you're not ready. Um, enjoy that area, but also realize that there are other things waiting for you up above. Just start swimming up or start climbing up uh, without giving up. It's not a simple task. I know I'm still doing that, but it's a matter of just acknowledge your little achievements because they're going to take you there. And I, I shouldn't say that my book has been a little achievement. It has been probably the graduation. Uh, the little achievements perhaps were to, to write the chapters and to get things organized in order for that final outcome. And I'm tickled pink. However, um, that doesn't take away from the issues that I have to go through and the things that I need to actually to overcome, to put it in a way. I agree. I agree, Raul. I do. I actually look at those internal challenges as we're stepping up. Um, as very necessary informing and shaping not only our understanding of ourselves but also helping other people and understanding how people tick as well and that we can help more people when we allow ourselves to go through a process rather than deny it um, and that and, and say to ourselves oh well I shouldn't be feeling like this because I'm a spiritual person it's like no like we are having a human experience um, we do have an astral body it does have feelings you know it does link us into past lives and past experiences that can be triggered from events that happened happen now or happened two years ago it can still be trig triggering off other yes. other other words that that really, I, you know what, if they're not coming up to be healed, then we won't progress to where we can step up. Yes. Because, you know what I mean? So, you know what I look at PTSD as? I look at it like, because I used to specialise in PTSD as a counsellor um, back in 2001 through to when I had my counselling practice for a number of years. I would look at PTSD now with my little goggles on as a a spirit saying, if this isn't resolved just quite yet, there's another little learning there. There's just another little learning there. You keep coming back to it. We'll just repeat it a little bit. We'll show you the scene again. We'll trigger it off for you so that you can come back and have a little look, have a little look. And it's it's like that. It's like a tap on the shoulder mm. to go just make it a priority. I, I say to people, if you've got depression, the nature of depression would be, oh, I can't be bothered. But the, the, the responsibility to take care of your depression would say, what? I'm going to do every single thing, like you're saying, see, every practitioner, Western, Eastern, whatever i got to do to explore all my options, to see where does spirit want me to go, what path is opening up for me to heal this, because this is important. The journey and the healing of how I deal with my depression, all my PTSD, all my anxiety, whatever it is, is as important as healing itself. So 
I love that you're bringing this to the table because so many people think when they're in that spirituality, it's almost like they have to give off this um, air of being perfect in order to be acceptable. Um, and I feel like, yeah, it's, it's, it's such an illusion because we're all here. To me, Michelle, the important thing as an author is exactly what you just said a couple of seconds ago. We've seen many authors around the world that they, they like, I, like, like I am, trying to promote a book and trying to get people to go and buy the book. And to me, it's, you know what? I wrote it with the best intentions and buy it if it resonates with you. But if not, it's, that's okay. But also, many authors profess if you read this, you're going to be like me, totally spiritual, and nothing's going to be an issue. And you know what? I'm sorry, but no. I am a soul living a human experience, and I have issues and problems like everybody else. So I'm here to say, yes, I am proud to be an author, but I'm also proud to say, you know what? I have issues as well, and I have issues that I'm still resolving, but still allowing myself certain periods of time to achieve certain things. And and to try and push forward, although it may be one step at a time, still that step is rather important rather than staying there. But what people sometimes don't understand, and perhaps people outside our, our circle or people outside medicine, they don't get that it doesn't happen in a flash. It takes a little while for us to work through it. And I cannot take antibiotics to get better. It doesn't work that way. Yeah, uh, I need to go through to what I need to go through. And it's yeah. the same for everybody else. So don't think because somebody published a book, is uh, the be all and end all that that person is an authority on, on whatever they are talking about in the book. And I remember clearly my vice chancellor at my first graduation at Melbourne University, he said to us on his speech, please people remember not only you represent the university, however, you are an expert in this much. And the world mm. is this big. Don't mm. think that you know it all because you've got a university degree. That doesn't make you a different person, it only allows you to have a different set of skills and knowledge in order to help somebody else. And that's what I'm all about. I'm all about sending my love and light to people, I'm all about helping somebody achieve a dream that perhaps they thought that it was impossible. And I'm here to say, you know what? I've done something similar and it can help you. And it may not be the same pathway, but by perhaps chatting with me, it will get you where you need to go. Yeah, I, I, I completely resonate. And for me, I, I, I feel like I'm more drawn to people who are actually able to share their humanity and do it in a, an enlightened way, you know, do it in a way that is, um, it's almost like if I, if I look at it like this, is that they can share about their humanity and they can own it and love it and have compassion for the process of healing and the process of coming back into wholeness. And they can show the world that they're able to do that while still maintaining connection to their higher self. They can, they can, you know, they can talk about it like you're talking about it. They can 
um, see an enlightened point of view about the journey of it. And for me, that's the gift. And I feel more connected to people who can do that rather than saying, look, you know what, you should have your shit together. You're a spiritual person, you're a professional, you're in front of everybody else doing this, you should have your shit together. And if you don't, there's something wrong with you and you shouldn't be in the industry. You know, I'm, 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 I think that's um, um, an old school way of thinking about how professionals operate. I feel like professionals own their humanity and are still able to maintain a connection with their higher self and love their humanity and also know that even if other people can't love their humanity, they still, they still do. And that's yeah. okay. I'm really and honored it is that okay. you... Yes. It is okay and it's okay to, to feel happy, to feel sad, to have every gamut of emotions, but also to realize Please, and I keep on saying, we are a soul living a human experience. Let's don't just levitate to the other realm when we are supposed to be grounded here and still connected. But I guess the main point that I brought all this up is to say people, I'm somebody like you and I belong and I have a purpose. And I've got through, I'm going through problems, but that's, that doesn't stop me to try and maintain my spirituality. Some days are better than others. And some days you just want to curl up under a blanket and just be. And that's what you need to do. Because if you don't, you're really denying yourself that experience. Because out of that experience, you're going to learn how to actually get from underneath the blanket and start again. And it's not simple, I'm not saying that it's simple. It's extremely hard, but you have to go through the process, you have to go through the steps in order to learn that lesson and to, to carry that lesson with you. And Michelle, it has taken me 52 years to be what I am. And I never thought that I would be here, I never thought that I would have two books published, I never thought that any of that would happen. I never thought that my life was gonna be placed under threat. Um, you don't wish for that, but somewhere along the line, uh, after hindsight and you look a little bit behind you, you realize there was a huge lesson to be learned and you cannot place blame on people for whatever happened. You do with, to start with because I did that. I placed blame on everybody else, but at the, at the end of the day, you realize, well, why did I put myself there to be there with those people? What was I meant to share and what was I meant to learn? And the lessons were huge. Um, some of them were pretty hard to swallow. And, but out of that, here we are talking about it. Wow, this is just so amazing, Raul, because before we started our conversation today, I posted on Facebook. Did you see my post on Facebook? I did. I did. I, I just, I mean, I'm flabbergasted because I might actually have to read it. I'm trying, I don't usually go on Facebook while I'm on, on um, the, the thing, but I, I might have to read it just to shed some light so that people listening actually know what I'm talking about here. Yes. Um, and it blew up. Like, I mean, I've got a lot of comments on it and now you're sharing this. I'll just, I'll just share it with everybody. I said, no amount of money, fame or people's opinions could silence me and my mission. I will not live in fear. I will continue to speak out. No matter how long I'm here, my mission is more important than how much time I have on this planet. I'm sure John Lennon would have kept singing had he known he would have been assassinated. 
Power, greed and fear can silence you only if you allow it. Walk on in the light and truth light workers keep singing the truth. Yes. Amazing. I read it and I put also my post in today with my little angel that I usually, and people that follow me, they know the little angel that comes up on a daily basis. And sometimes I'm not up to put in it, but some people remind me, hey, Roll West, the little angel. <coughs> Pardon me. And I put it up. And today was about simplicity, was about the idea what you are trying to embrace. You know what? I am who I am. And judge me if you will, but at the end of the day, I will continue doing things, but I will continue to enjoy my environment. And I love sometimes when you post, uh, because to me the connection with, I live about an hour away from the water now, but my connection with the ocean is really, really strong. And I grew up across the road from the ocean, but I love when you post pictures from your balcony and you're saying, have a look. And yeah, you should think, oh my God, look at that sunset or look at that sunrise and over the water. And it's about trying to inspire people and to realize that, you know what? You don't need all the riches, as you were saying, um, because sometimes people that they have it all, they're still really unhappy. Um, and sometimes, and it happened to me personally, you need to lose it all to find yourself. Yeah, and to find the new normal in simplicity, in whatever it is that you need to pay attention to, rather than, um, I usually say when you stop and smell a flower, a rose, for example, it's a true reflection of who you are inside. But if <laughs> I'm we sorry. Only... I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, so sorry to laugh um, over the top of you because I know the camera comes back onto me, but I've just got to say that while I was getting ready, Spirit sent me a message and it makes sense now. And they said, stop and smell the enlightened roses. And yes. now I understand that you're, you say this often, tell me, tell me. Um, the idea was stopping and smelling the rose or whatever flower, even if you don't smell it, just paying attention to a flower that is beautiful. That is, people look for magic and the magic is right there in front of you with this amazing flower that you put a seed and suddenly a plant and here we go, the result is a beautiful flower. It's the idea that whatever we pay attention to is a reflection of who we are inside. And I'm not saying that as a human, you don't need the comforts of home, you should do. But if the only thing that you pay attention to is a Ferrari that you see on the street or a Prada bag that you're going to buy, then how shallow is that? And I'm not saying, please don't go and buy the Prada bag. If you have the possibility to do that, do it because that's what actually makes you happy. But also appreciate the simplicity of life around you. Go to a park and realize that you are surrounded by magic. The comforts of whatever makes you happy, materialistic. If you can afford it, go for it. There's nothing wrong with that. But don't try and strive for something because you see it on a commercial on television. And then you've got a credit card debt that you don't know how you're going to pay for it. It makes yeah. no sense anymore to me, if you know what I mean. Uh, absolutely. The roses are what is a magic. Yeah, absolutely. Totally agree with that. It's, it's so true. I get so, I feel so connected when I go out for my morning run or my morning walk or, you know, just taking it all in and letting myself feel connected to my what is magical what like creation is magical like there's no doubt i mean if 
if you really study it, it's incredible. Like how does, how does, how does nature do what it does? It's incredible. So, you know, taking it all in, it, it does, it, it, it gives you a sense of heart space because you're in a place of connection. Um, and not only that, but there's a certain, certain sense of humility. Um, Cause I think that, sometimes we assign value to things we think are going to make us feel good about ourselves. And so that's quite arrogant in a way. It's quite arrogant and it's quite disconnected. So what this does, it, it helps us to get into a space of hu humility because if you put yourself up against nature, oh my goodness, you know, creation itself is freaking amazing. And you just, you're in that kind of awe. And so then that brings you back into openness, into connection with source, into receiving really here and then you, what, i find you, you you actually attract more abundance in your life from that space you're not chasing stuff you're actually like things are coming to you opportunities come to you and people resources support love enlightenment you know the 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 message I got this morning when they said, you know, stop and smell the enlightened roses, um, I thought it was really funny because, and then you're talking about this because the reality is, is that enlightenment or, or, or an opinion on how we can view anything, including what we're talking about right now with, with nature, it's there all the time. Yeah. That awareness, it's there all the time. It's like the rose and are you going to stop and smell it or are you going to walk past it? <laughs> It's there all the time. And I feel like, you know what, you know, the word new normal. I actually used that in my book, The Everyday Lightworker Bible. I actually used that in the, I think it was in the first chapter saying creating a new normal. We're creating a new normal of enlightenment. This is what we're doing uh, by becoming much more aware on high vibrational frequencies and much more aware of how we're operating on those frequencies. And for me, it's like um, when, when we're actually um, in the connection with what, I would perceive spirit has already, like if you want to say it's behind the veil or it's right in front of your face, you can see it either way. For me, as a, as a spiritual being in this human body, it's my responsibility to seek the flower out, but to know it's there, to know it's already there. And, 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 and the, only, the only difference between seeking the flower out and knowing it's there is you know, lifting the veil. That's it. Because it's sitting there, smell it, any situation you want to apply it to, PTSD, depression, anxiety, world terrorism, whatever you want to apply it to, go, go for it. There's always an enlightened view on those subjects, always. Um, just because we can't see the rose or we walk past it doesn't mean it wasn't there. Correct. The other point that I probably would like to bring out now, Michelle, is the idea that people hear and they hear this phrase, and I hear it myself and I see it, we're all one, we're all one. Yes, we are all one, but please do understand that first, in my professional opinion, you need to be you, you need to be an individual in order to be part of the one. Um, you cannot be anybody else and don't try and be anybody else because many of us have tried that and you know what, it doesn't work. Be your authentic self, but then realize that you are no man is an island. You actually need to belong in order to be part of that one, that we. Um, but the individual makes a difference in the we. And sometimes people that they may be suffering from different illnesses, from different diseases, is the idea that they need to realize that, yes, first and foremost, the one, but then realize that you're not alone. There are other people 
that they could lend you a friendly ear, that they could probably guide you to a certain practitioner or doctor. Uh, sometimes people want to manifest and I needed to have an operation last year and I couldn't find the correct specialist to do that. And suddenly I asked the angels and they said to me, it will come, just be patient. And a friend called me and said, Raul, have you heard of this specialist? I called the specialist within a month, everything was wrapped up and done. But it's about getting some time yourself out of the way and not putting so much pressure on, what am I gonna do, what am I gonna do? Follow the steps, but then get out of the way, get the ego out of the way and allow simply for things to manifest, putting work behind it, things don't just drop from a tree onto your lap. It's not that simple. The manifestation needs to be you realizing and accepting where you are and then being what I call a responsible adult and taking charge of the situation by going to the doctor. You cannot force me to go and see a psychologist. It needs to be me. And I cannot say that enough to people. You need to find your own pathway, but you cannot stop. Stop for a little while and then one foot in front of the other and start living again. But realizing that life is not only roses. Life is all about the roses and perhaps the dark times. Somebody somewhere said, don't forget that in order to enjoy the stars, we need the dark. So yes. find the stars within your darkness, whatever you are. And yeah, the sun will rise again. Yeah. Oh, I love that. That's so awesome. That's beautiful. It's everything I stand for because, you know, um, it's, it's an interesting thing um, when we think about we have to really love and accept our own uniqueness, which really does bring us back again into that heart space, to feel connected to everyone else, to be able to not measure ourselves against anyone else, to really say, you know what, I am an individual having this journey of enlightenment, which is my business. It's actually none of anybody else's. It's just my business, really. However, me doing that helps me to allow and lift everyone else to do it because I'm a part of the whole. And so by doing my little bit, I'm actually helping everyone else. That's all I'm responsible for. But in doing the, the, the me, I'm also doing the we because I'm taking Seriously, like you're saying, I'm being a responsible adult, I'm turning up, I'm taking, uh, making those decisions that need to be made um, on a daily basis and that requires also 100% love that, that the, the first word of your book is ask. Is it ask the angels? What, what's the name of the book again? Uh, um, my Angel Connections. Yes, oh, but okay. it's about asking the angels. It's connecting with them. They were showing me the word ask and, they, and they're saying that that's a big one is yeah, what is. you just it is because what you what you said before was you asked you were stuck you didn't know you know why is this not what's not happening here and then you're like all right i'm asking send them <laughs> and by doing that we are we we do pave the way and the other thing that i feel is 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 really important to say is that sometimes we judge ourselves coming along this spiritual path, right? We judge ourselves harshly when perhaps things might not flow, right? But the thing that I have learned about things not flowing 
is that spirit sometimes we do things so well because we're so aware, right? So sometimes the spirit has to kind of put like almost like little blocks there. So we go that way because we could easily, we could easily go boom, boom, boom and, and go that way and, and, and almost like shortcut the journey because we could, because we're so clear. But sometimes the experience that spirit wants us to have, we need to go the other way, which, which may be, you know, feels like at the time, very frustrating because we know we could just shortcut this right on some level and i think that there's a certain level of surrender that's required a certain level of patience with spirit and ourselves and to say well okay you know what i know i could just do that standing on my head that would be fine but spirit wants me to do it this way around like good example is like recording um you know i i, I thought i was this was going to be a breeze oh yeah record one show a week the next 12 weeks uh spirit had other ideas and i think that's a really concrete example so what they were saying was now i understand and i'm sure i will further along down into 2017 but what they were saying to me was we know what you're capable of we know you can do it but also you need to have the intensive i know this now because of wednesday yes. i had something go down on wednesday right when we met to get together and we didn't right yes i meant to have this intense experience with enlightened conversations because how people are going to be watching the show nowadays is how they watch netflix they're yes. going to be they're going to binge watch it once they actually get a hold of one show and resonate they're going to binge watch it and you need to have the experience of what it's like for someone to to go through all these enlightened conversations in a short period of time and I was like, oh, my God, this is, this is crazy, mate. <laughs> it's just like, yeah, yeah, I get it. <laughs> it's good. Like, after every show, I feel amazing. And then my body will go through a healing process and I'll feel really tired and, and it takes me time to catch up. And so there's, I'm just going to actually put it out there because anybody watching may well be binge-watching this. Um, have some compassion for yourself. We are talking about being gentle and loving yourself on the journey and it does shift shit when you're talking about yes. taking an enlightened view. Yes. The idea is that um, in order to, in order for the butterfly to show up, first you need to be a caterpillar. Then you need to go into that cocoon, that crisis, that uncomfortable situation of being in the dark and not knowing what's going to happen. And suddenly you're having those growing pains. And soon enough, you're going to burst out of that crisis. And, and show the beautiful butterfly that you are meant to be. But without that process of transformation, of bringing up that rubbish that we need to bring up, that we need to release in order to make room for something much better. It's like spring cleaning, yes? Get rid of things. Somebody gave me a piece of advice many years ago saying, okay, when you're doing spring cleaning in your closet, you go and you say, oh, but when I bought this, I loved it. The question needs to be asked, have you worn it for the last two years? If the answer is no, it needs to go. Give it to somebody else that actually may take good care of that and use it for the purpose that it was actually made, not to be sitting in a closet. So we need to bring up that rubbish. We need to let it go in order to allow love, joy, and compassion to come in and, and give us that sense of, yes, the word that they actually gave me is rejoice, that idea that you're happy again, but you're happy with all of you are. 
please, please, please don't try and be perfect because we are not meant to. And we're going to keep on growing and we're going to keep on releasing other rubbish. But it's the idea of allowing ourselves to go through the process. And as she was saying, it's not a simple task. And it's not. Uh, as I said before, it has taken me 52 years and I hope that it will take me another 50 more. Yeah. That, it's, that's beautiful. I love that. I, I, I felt emotional on Wednesday when I, when, and, um, and, you know, when, when we had a, a rescheduling, I was kind of grateful that we did because I felt a bit emotional. Um, and I was having a reaction because um, I went for a walk with my husband in the morning and it was great. We were in a good mood and everything. I was really looking forward to our recording. And, um, and then... Um, I, I, I don't know, we got into a conversation where he, it sounds really weird, but we've been renovating our, our bathroom. So he has been working a full-time job and renovating the bathroom on the weekends and up in the evenings, like here, there and everywhere, doing lots of stuff. Um, he has been very supportive around enlightened conversations. Um, but on, on, for some reason, he thought that they hadn't rolled out yet. I know that sounds a bit weird, you know, because anyway, he, he, he basically had said, yeah, well, looking forward to when, when they're, when they're actually <laughs> shown. <laughs> I'm like, well, it is the fourth week, honey. <laughs> I got into my shit, you know, I got into my ego, I got into whatever you want to call it. I felt a bit bruised. I felt a bit, oh, what? You haven't. And so anyway, I had to process that. He was very apologetic um, and understood that he'd been so distracted that he, he had kind of dropped the ball. Um, I'm like, my head... There's a part of me going, what are you doing? This is freaking a mission. If I can't even get my husband to support me. Like I had blah, 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 blah going on in my head. Um, and you know what, Raul? When I got back from that walk and when, when, because we did very rarely have arguments and all that kind of stuff. I mean, he was so apologetic. It was ridiculous. So it wasn't an argument, but I just felt so exhausted. I just felt completely wiped out. Um, what the learning, I guess, if I'm going to bring enlightenment to this whole situation two days later, I have understood that it was a lot of things. It was about the fact that um, I had to, I was so distracted with having to record, as I said, so many shows in such a short period of time. I didn't even notice he didn't notice, right? Um, and I had the realization that, because he was so keen, then, oh, could we stand and watch them all? You're like, he, he, and I'm like, uh, we'll have to plan that, you know. But then I had the realization that, this is about spirit, like that block, you know, that, that block I told you about. Yeah. It's like the, 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 the vision was clouded. He didn't see what was going on for a reason, for my benefit, actually. My benefit is, is that we're going to sit down and we're going to binge watch the episodes. <laughs> so it'll be interesting to see how he goes um, and, and, and to, to really immerse ourselves in it. Um, and, and then again, um, spirit showed me that uh, this morning, that I would be, um, as I'm watching them, they've got things they want me to do. So, yeah, so they want me to create clips and things like this. I was shown a whole download of information this morning about it. I thought, wow, so this is all for a, 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 a more spectacular reason. Yeah. And, you know, I, I, I certainly stepped into forgiveness on myself. Like I meditated straight away. I was so exhausted, what you cancelled. I was just like, oh, thank God. Yeah. Um, you know, and I felt wobbly for the rest of the day because I'd, I'd, got, I'd gotten into a part of me that felt 
it really wanted to be supported on my, my mission and it had felt in that moment, it had felt abandoned. Yeah. Um, no. Yeah. Sorry, Michelle. Two things that have actually been, they've been saying to me as you were talking, and particularly for you, is about forgiving and learning. Yeah. Uh, forgiving because first you need to forgive yourself for the reaction that you had. It was a natural and human reaction. And learning, which you just actually explained, the learning that actually took place. And then truly forgiving your poor husband because, my goodness, he's working a full-time job and renovating your bathroom. And on top of that, and I get it, on top of that, you want him to be happy for you that the shows have been rolling out. But he's saying, well, I'm trying to do this. <laughs> and it's not keeping up with the schedule because that's not part of what he needs to do. Uh, but I get it because it happens to me as well with my partner. Sometimes you put a lot of attention into something and the ego base, you want to be acknowledged by your partner. Yeah, absolutely. And when it doesn't happen, it actually upsets you. But we need to forgive ourselves for living the human experience. Agreed, 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 agreed. And <laughs> so, so quick turnaround though. Like I could have stayed in a shame spiral. I could have you know, being angry all day, which I wasn't, I, you know, could have, um, I don't know, just, I don't know, there's so many reactions I could have, like, allowed myself to stay in. But I feel like, you know, having, things get quicker. Like, you know, I used to stay in things like that, you know, pity party or whatever, and they used to be very long. But nowadays I can bounce back quite quickly if I do. But I've got to, I've got to share this joke. Because this joke came through from spirit. Um, okay. okay, so, um, okay, I know I still got an ego because when you mentioned the fact that I have an ego, I felt bruised. <laughs> I, you know what I mean? It's funny. That's it. Ego, yeah, ego's not a, a dirty word. You know, it's, it's simply just the part of ourselves that wants acknowledgement, and there's nothing wrong with that. And when yeah. we take that part of ourselves to the right place, which I did. Um, I, I, I took it straight to Buddha Jesus and Archangel Michael said, what the hell just happened? Um, and they were really kind about it. And, you know, just said, this is, there's a bigger reason here. You know, it's really not about the fact that he doesn't, you know, love you or love what you're doing. He fully supports hundred percent. And they showed me a few of the bigger reasons at play a little bit, but then, 48 hours later, massive download. The, the issue here, and I know that many authors out there talk about getting rid of the ego, getting rid of the ego, but I'm going back to what I always say. And I've said throughout this, this conversation with you, so living a human experience, you cannot live a human experience without that part of you. You cannot get rid of the ego. You just learn as we're getting older and wiser to manage that and to realize that, oh, come on, don't hang on to it anymore. You did that for many years. Just let it go, but learn the lesson and move forward. Uh, because at the end of the day, you need to be able to laugh. And your poor husband is probably thinking, oh my God, I'm thinking about the marble or whatever it is I'm putting in this bathroom. <laughs> and I totally forgot about that side. And it wasn't, you know, the irony, it was the trying irony. to give you a bathroom. <laughs> of it is that when we moved into this place three years ago the, 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 we all had one thing before we moved in that we said was not negotiable right 
Um, my husband said he wanted a view because when he paints, he wants to be able to see the ocean and he wants a bit of a view, like, or just at least some kind of height so that it makes him feel like he's a part of the nature and everything. My daughter said she wanted to be able to have her own room. My other daughter said she wanted to be able to paint her own room. And I said I wanted a spa. Now, <laughs> downstairs, we've got a spa, but it's more like a hot, uh, cold, warm, bubbly pool. It's not a proper spa. So the last three years... I've been hanging out for my one. My not negotiable, you know. Like. And yeah. anyway, so now he's done it. He's got the spa in there and everything. And then this happens. It's just like, poor bugger. <laughs> All right. Good, bye-bye. But it's, yeah. it's, all about, it's all about living and learning and realizing that, yes, you can be spiritual. Yes, you can be connected to source. Uh, but you're still living on earth and you're still living amongst humans. And, and we all have our little ways of, um, annoying each other or loving each other and his way of loving you in many different ways but in this case was getting that bathroom ready for you and forget about the rest totally yeah absolutely oh my god he's been so dedicated it's ridiculous but you know like um the fact of the matter was he was so like um horrified that um the episodes had rolled out and he hadn't seen them and that um, that I went to bed early because I was being so tired, on the, especially on the Wednesday. And he started watching one and I was really cross because he's watching it without me. <laughs> it, meant to be a, it meant to be a couple activity. <laughs> yeah. Hey, what are you doing? <laughs> I don't know what you're saying. <laughs> but, uh, I, I, actually, I posted on Facebook. This is quite interesting because, again, I posted on Facebook. We, we, we can't, something along the lines of we, we don't, um, we don't feel good by getting rid of the parts of us that feel bad. We do by transforming them. Yeah. And I, I feel like it's the other way around too. We don't feel good when we get rid of the parts that make us feel good, which the ego can as well. Um, we feel bad when we try and get rid of that, when we try and put that in a box as well. Um, yeah, so it's, it's kind of another flip side on what I said this morning because... Yeah. You go, you know, we, we assign it with feeling good, you know, feeling good about ourselves. And, 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 and if we try and put that in a box um, and, and shove the lid on it and say, well, you know what, that's a sin, you know, that's dirty, you know, you shouldn't be, you shouldn't try and feel good about yourself. There's nothing, you know, remotely spiritual about that. I, I think that's very dangerous because you put that away and it'll find a way to come out another way because you know, what you're doing is you're saying to a part of yourself that fears abandonment and wants validation, yeah. you're of no value. And so that's very dangerous. That creates more mental health problems than, than anything because it's yeah. actual ab abandonment of self. So, yeah, getting rid of something that's part of us is actually an illusion, a complete yes. illusion cannot you can try and shove it away but it will create imbalances mentally and emotionally that i absolutely know for sure yes uh, without a doubt and it's the idea of yes truly living and learning and just going through the process and <clears throat> and having a conversation with one another and realizing that somebody else may have something important to contribute uh, as you were saying at the beginning you may get little gold nuggets out of this. And it doesn't have to be about the whole conversation, but one phrase, one sentence 
may spark you, the viewer, to do something about what you really want to do, despite of all of the issues that may be going around you? Yeah, absolutely. Take what you like and leave the rest. Um, and, you know, know that the things that don't resonate with you, like right now, um, that's okay. It doesn't make the other person wrong. No. It's, it, it's their, they're sharing their opinions on what is actually working for them right now in their consciousness. And if that's really enlightened, because if you're in a discussion and you come up against someone's opinion that you don't resonate with and you continually try to control and manipulate it and get them to see your point of view, that's your problem, not their problem. Yes. You're, you're then, yeah. But sometimes, and I acknowledge that because sometimes your ego takes a natural reaction to try and convince the other person that you're right. Yes. And my sister that lives in the States, she always says to me, Raul, do you want to be right or do you want to be happy? And as you're getting older, you realize, you know what, I want to be happy. That idea of being right all of the time, it makes no sense because what is right for me and you, it may not be right for somebody else. And that's okay. We are Absolutely. all one, but we have to be an individual as well. Absolutely. And I think... Um you know, some people, um, wherever they are in their level of consciousness, just simply will never grasp where we are um, or, or, or what have you. And, and that doesn't make them wrong. And that's just like, that is where they are. Like, if you look at the tarot and you look at all the, the journey of the fall all the way through, you can't look at one tarot card and say, well, that's wrong. That part of the journey is wrong. And I think when you're looking at... Mm, people forming opinions that, that are imbalanced, they, that you, could, you, can, you, can, you can nail it in your own head that that's an imbalanced point of view. You, you can actually, if you want to put a judgment on it, you could say it's imbalanced. I think that's probably the way spirit sees us. Uh, are they, how, how are they, that end or that end or in the middle, where are they? They're not saying, well, you're wrong because you're at that end and you're wrong because you're at that end. They're saying, well, let's just, well, you, you know, help them, help them come back into the middle. I think, the, the, the first place that we can do in an enlightened conversation um, is to view another person's opinion as where they are right now is actually perfect for them rather than where they are right now is wrong and where we are is right because then the healing and the understanding and the heart, that gets activated and we're able to then have that empathy rather than go straight to judgment town. For any young people that are actually maybe watching this conversation, allow me to say to you, when I was in my 20s, I was not ready to have a conversation such as this. So if you're watching this and you're saying, oh, whatever, you know what, it's fine. That's what you need to be and be. Don't try and change because you are listening to a conversation. Try and change because it's something that you feel inside that you need to do. But for me, when I was in my 20s, I wouldn't have been able to have this honest conversation with you, Michelle, with anybody else. I was into, let's party and let's go out every weekend and all of that. And I'm so far removed now from all of that. To me, the idea of a party is, I don't know, having a dinner party at home where you can actually sit there with friends and chat rather than having the doof, doof, doof of music in a nightclub. But when I was in my 20s, that's what I loved. And there was nothing wrong with it. Just 
live the life that you want to live. Um, don't allow people to tell you, just listen to the different opinions and truly make up your own mind what is right for you. I'm not here, and I'm sure that Michelle, you are not here to tell anybody, this is the way. This is us having a truly comfortable conversation with one another, sharing um, sometimes intimate information from one another to say to the rest of the people, you know what, we've been there, we've done that, we wrote the books, but that doesn't make us any different or any better than you. And, and please just believe that because we've written books, uh, we don't have all the answers and we're still searching for certain answers within ourselves. And as oh we're filling the layers, all those answers are actually being revealed because we're allowing ourselves to have a greater connection that we didn't have before. Absolutely. And it's for me more and more now, instead of fearing the layers, I celebrate the layers. Um, mm. You know, I'm 46 years of age. Hopefully I'll be on this planet a long time. Hopefully I'll have lots of layers and lots of steps that I enjoy to, to, to explore. I, I look at it as an adventure. I don't fear the layers. I don't fear my humanity. I love and embrace all my quirkiness and bits and bobs and um, I, I can hold space for them lovingly. I feel that that's my goal. And, and, and hopefully with enlightened conversations, we can role model how we do that. And then people can take that microcosm and then use that in their everyday life and become more involved in the way they have a conversation with other people. And then that actually, that energy of um, being understanding, having, um, you know, a non-judgmental response to somebody um, starts to catch on like wildfire because then when we're all in that more, that heart connection with each other across the globe, um, rather than the judgmental space, we're all more peace. We're all more yeah. peace with each other. You know, we're working towards peaceful solutions and collaboration. Um, working with consciousness in a way to to meet them at their map of the world, where they understand what feeds them, what helps them evolve, and it just becomes, um, yeah, it just becomes a much more loving environment to live in. That's my that's my hope that that, that that's what this will inspire. That's. That's the only dream truly that we can have uh, for the whole of humanity to be able to understand that, yeah, like I think that we spoke about this last time. Uh, like Mother Teresa used to say, don't invite me to a rally that is against war, invite me to a rally that is pro peace. So we can actually bring our love and light into that rally and, and, and share it with everybody else. And that's that's what I usually say to people. If you contact me, um, like everybody else, I expect that you have a certain level of respect, that you actually say please and thank you, that you are polite. Um, but at the end of the day, what we're trying to share is our love and light. Um, be polite, be respectful, uh, tell us who you are, how can we help you? But at the end of the day, uh, accept the love and light or you know what, send it to somebody else that may actually benefit from it but don't let us just go around without any aim. Um, this conversation that you and I are currently having is exactly that. I can feel from the center of my chest this light beaming out. And some people may get it and some people may not, and that's quite okay with me, but that's exactly what I give. I give it love and it's unconditional. I'm not asking you for anything in return. Um, 
I'm not talking about my books. I'm not selling you a book. I'm just giving you my love. The rest is, it's whatever it needs to be. It will take place. Um, this is why I pushed myself today to have this conversation with you. I wasn't in the very right frame of mind at the beginning of the morning for me here in Ballarat, but I thought, okay, let's put this on the table and let's share it with everybody else to see that, you know what, I'm human. I cannot be just um, the perfect person that people think that you are because you've written a book. Yeah, I'm so glad you did. And, and it gave me an opportunity to be really, um, you know, human and, and, and tell you how I really felt when you, when you, when you rescheduled today, <laughs> I was just yeah. like, on Wednesday. And I think that's been great that we can show our, expose our underbellies and, um, and be okay about it um, in front of everybody. Cause I feel like it, it does show people that that, um, you know, spirit will create certain circumstances so that then the greater good, which is sharing this conversation for everybody else can benefit. And sometimes we don't understand why the hell are we in such a rut or why did I go into that reaction or why, da, 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 da. but there is a bigger learning at play. And even though we can't see it at the time and it feels really uncomfortable and we're judging it, maybe there's still a bigger learning at play. And there certainly has been for us this week because we've both been feeling it, you know, um, and, and I'm just grateful that we're able to share it together. Thank Michelle, you. Michelle, in my pleasure, but in all honesty, opening the front door and stepping outside is not a simple task for me. It's not a simple task to be in a crowd. It's not a simple task to be surrounded by people. And I'm still working through that. And I'm not yet where I need to be. And I welcome this platform with you because it allows me to reach out to so many different people without being in a room with 300 people, which I used to do, like you were saying before, standing on my head with no qualms. Nowadays, due to the experiences that I have had, um, I'm not there yet to be able to stand on a stage as I did many years ago and had a huge amount of people looking at me. That's, yeah, as I said just before, opening the front door and stepping outdoors is a huge task for me but I'm just going little by little with the help of all the professionals that are actually helping me. It's not simple, but I'm just a little bit at a time. Um, I'm comfortable here because it feels like it's only you and I, and I know that many other people will be watching, but that's quite okay. I feel in a safe environment and that's truly who you are and what you're trying to promote. And I thank you for giving me the opportunity uh, to be here with you and to share what you call an enlightened conversation and I call just a conversation with the souls and, and it's something that it brought a little ray of sunshine into my day today and it actually allowed me to feel much better than what I did when I woke up this morning and I was oh. ready to and I said to you I'm not sure Michelle and yeah. suddenly here we are. Yeah. Oh, I feel really emotional. Thank you so much. So much gratitude, Raul, you know. Um, and you know what? This is really inspiring. And I feel like a lot of people listening will be really inspired by turning up and being willing to share that, given that you're in the process, like right now, of, um, you know, some of that, that energy. And I feel like 
wow, it's just see what's capable. There's always a way. There's always a way, you know. Um, that's what I'm hearing spirits say. There's always a way. Um, now, um, just... Me, yeah, sorry. Sorry, Michelle. Go ahead. I Say, um, I know that we're coming towards the end and I don't want to um, cut it short or anything like that before people can find you, just letting them know um, where you yes. are. Go on and say um, what you need to If people would like to actually get in touch with me, um, they can go on Facebook and they can get in touch with me. I've got an author's page that is called Raul Esteves Author. You can go there and press the shop now button if you would like to purchase a book or you would like to leave a comment, whatever it may be. Um, Something that actually brought sunshine into my life was the first book that I wrote. And this book, by the time that this uh, conversation is actually broadcast, uh, the book is already out, is My Little Angels Talk to Me. And this cute little book that it has a handle, and it's a book that we created with the intention of sparking the imagination and curiosity within every child and getting them away from the electronic devices and going out outdoors and getting in touch with that little imaginary friend that we call them little angels and there will be beautiful examples inside of the book on how children can actually do that and that brought a huge rain of sunshine to my heart and if people also would like to know about me they can go to my website which is called crystalbluebutterfly.com.au and it's all together crystalbluebutterfly.com.au a big shout out to my publisher, Christy Lyons. Uh, that was a, a huge, a huge help in getting these two books published and giving me the courage to actually put myself out there. And her publishing house is White Light Publishing House. If people would like to go and visit and have a look, she has a website as well as a Facebook page. But before I finish um, the conversation with you, Michelle, I would like to read a little, a little prayer for everybody that is watching this to shield themselves um, with the angels power that they give us. So when we are going out in the morning or at any situation that you might be in, you've got a friendly little prayer that you could say either out loud or in your mind to allow you to be protected by the angels. And the prayer goes like this. Dearest angels, please be here with me now. Surround me with your loving light and shield me from all negativity. Please send love to all people so that they may find joy again. Please protect me as I be of divine service. Angels, please create a powerful shield to keep the lower energies out, but to allow love, healing, and joy to continuously flow to and from me. Thank you. And thank you to the angels that actually got us together this morning and got us to, um, to really acknowledge who we are and to be present here, but with honesty and compassion. Yes, and, and I, I like the saying, keeping it real, and I believe we, we certainly did keep it real today. and. Um, and 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 let allowed everybody else to see that. So thank you so much. And and I look forward to our Q and A, which is next will be next Thursday, the twelfth of January. It's on a Thursday. It's it's twelve to one p.m. Australian Eastern Standard Time. For those of you who are in Melbourne, it's obviously probably going to be one to two p.m. because um, you're an hour later. Yeah. So thank you everybody for joining us for another enlightening conversation. Because I know for me, I've been 
extremely enlightened um, from sharing space with Raul. And I, I, I bless your brother um, for, and thank you so much for, um, from the bottom of my heart uh, for turning up and keeping it real. Thank you so much. Thank you, Michelle. And thank you everybody for joining us and uh, look forward to many more.